Welcome to the Avoted Days with your host, Max Kleinman and Caden Puccio. With our guest, Shay Wanglin. Our sponsors for tonight's event are Joppy's Chop Shop and Shafitz's Homemade Hummus. How are you doing, Shay? What are you up to? I'm good, boys. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well tonight. Doing great. That's good to hear. I'm doing well, too. Uh, I'm going to graduate college on Saturday, and then I'm moving back home to Boston right afterwards from New Hampshire. So I'm excited to uh, start the next chapter in my life. What was your major in college? Uh, I was a finance major, uh, business student uh, with a minor in sales. And so this summer, I'm actually uh, doing business development. So kind of a sales role for this Israeli company. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. Awesome. Oh, well, that's awesome. All right, Shay. So uh, on this next segment, uh, we do, uh, they're called either ors. And basically, I'm going to give you two groups and you're going to tell us which one you prefer and tell us a little bit about why. Sounds good. Got it. Uh, the first one is uh, waterfront or athletics? Athletics. Why? I was always on athletic staff. You can always find me on the field, the porch of the bungalow. The waterfront too much unless I'm taking a boat out. Uh, did you just not pass LGT? 14? Uh, I, I actually did. I'm pretty sure you can ask uh, David Strachman about that. I picked up the brick from the bottom of the pool and swam it to the other side. Uh, passed the test, yeah, back in the day. I don't know if it's still uh, active or not, though. You got to check with uh, Miklos on that. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. I think you got to get it renewed pretty soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, wings or mac and cheese? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, why? Cheese. That's desert war, and you can never get enough of it because you have to stop eating after two bowls. You're going to cramp up the second half of the day. But for that one, two bowls at the beginning, it is the best food ever. And I always feel like the wings, you know, hit or miss. Sometimes they're not as good, but – the wings are always the mac and cheese is always good and but they sometimes try and do too much you know with the cheetos on top but mac and cheese still always hits the best yeah well once I, I, once I PGD, rules when i was playing I, I would always just stuff my face with the mac and cheese even mm -hmm. if i had the cheetos on top i loved it yeah and then you'd always cramp up or something kate and something would always happen uh, i don't remember that i think we won you know yeah, we I, did. Don't know. I don't know why you're fighting <laughs> I do recall Caden cramp, cramping up during color war, though. That was uh, during a polo game. Yes, I was really bad. Uh, I couldn't tell you why, but it, it was terrible. I recall <laughs> you losing that polo game, too. I think, I think we got killed. Yeah. I, yeah, that, that was it. We got destroyed. All right. I'm not sure if I remember that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, Lukoff was coaching that one. Yeah, that might have been. I don't know. That. There was a lot of things wrong with that game. Yeah, definitely started the week off uh, not not the best. <laughs> yeah, wasn't great. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're going yeah. team Avoda or Avoda hoops. I mean Avoda hoops. I was always on the basketball court from as far back as I can remember. I love playing basketball. Uh, never really a soccer guy, if you guys remember it quite right, but. Basketball is always more of my forte at camp. How many times did you win as a junior and senior? Like junior hoops and senior hoops? Um, we definitely won junior hoops um, when I was in like bunk, when we were in bunk eight, nine, and 10 back in, I want to say 2012. And then we won again 
when I was in bunk 12, but I was like young because I have a summer birthday. So he won again that year. And then my 14 year, the greatest senior hoops team ever assembled. We won again. And then we had a heartbreaking loss my CIT year with a, an injured Daniel Chaffetz out for the tournament. We could not close the deal. We were very close. It was like the last game we lost to, I think it was Borndale. But so I think that's three times I won the voter tournament as a camper. And then I never won it as a coach the one year that I coached. If you had Chaffetz, do you think that it would have made a difference? Oh, it wouldn't have even been close. The game was like, like it was a single digit game every game. And if we had Chaffetz, we probably would have blown him out by 20 every game. Yeah, I was back in the day. Healthy Shafitz was a. Yeah, I remember player. I was watching Shafitz. I sh- I saw Shafitz dunk one time. I was awesome. yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if you could do that anymore. But healthy Shafitz was a problem. Yeah, and that's and, one. Uh, that's one thing that was awesome about the Avoda tournament was that like, it was everyone from Avoda playing on one team going against the other teams. Yeah. So it was just everyone coming together, and it was just awesome. Yeah. That's like, honestly, the single greatest day at camp is the Avoda tournament when everyone's riled up and going crazy for the one team and everyone's watching down in senior hoops and, and you run over to the field and you see senior soccer kicking butt and doing what they do every year. And it's just awesome. And then even with the younger kids too, Jay Hoops, I remember being so young and the whole camp is behind you. It's just a feeling like nothing else. Like in Desert War, you know, half your camp, you're going against your half your bunk mates. But as you said, Max, the Avoda tournament's everyone for one and it's awesome. Nothing like it. I always loved rooting for Avoda. Some best times ever. Mm-hmm. You get dressed up. You get one time I had my whole body painted white and blue. It didn't come off for like a week, and I was just walking around camp with white and blue paint. Yep, I love it. I'll never forget like the green suit that somehow is still around that everyone's been wearing for I don't know ten years now. That no super fans, the kids that don't play sports are literally the best kid. Like it's even better than some of the kids that are playing because they just go so crazy and all day long just getting after it. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, one thing that I need, I think we need to bring back to the Avoda tournament is, do you remember in like 2010 and 2011 when like uh, the Frank's dad would do the hot dog stand with the Coke hot dogs? Oh, mm-hmm. Yep. Right, right in front of the art shack. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are always good. They got to bring that back for sure. Maybe, maybe you can get them to come back in a year or, two, or this year or next year. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Do you know what's happening? How's the Avoda tournament uh, going to work this year? Other camps going to be able to come or no i don't think we're gonna have a tournament i think they'll have to incorporate some idea on their own for like maybe an a and b basketball team that like go against each other one day or something yeah that'll be interesting to see yeah it's sad but at least they're making camp happen yeah no that's definitely the most important thing is that camp's coming back this summer it's gonna be an awesome year camp's gonna happen it's gonna feel normal and it's gonna be amazing year it's gonna be the best year yet yeah okay so now we're going to field trips waterways or red Sox. that's a good one because the waterways is always fun because you get to go to uh the army shop right next to it and get get a little things here and there and then but i gotta say the red Sox game has got to be my favorite game i just have here a trip i just have uh the best memories sitting out in center field and bubba sitting at the bottom of the section getting the wave started in the whole stadium and he just be bellowing so loud screaming and the whole campus set up and it wouldn't work. And then he'd go again and then we get some other people to come in. And then before you know it, we get the whole stadium going around in the wave all because of Bubba starting it with the Voda. So those memories right there, I got to go with the Red Sox. Bubba was amazing. 
really uh r.i.p mm -hmm. great man uh so moving on to evening activities uh flag rush zoo ball or dead zone i would go i mean i like flag rush more than zoo ball but dead zone has got to take the crap take the cake you know combination of the two camp sports all in one just complete chaos I don't know who thought of that back in the day, but it's a great game and it's awesome because it's like constant scoring, especially like even the activities, scoring flags. Even when you're younger, you finally get to like, you know, either touch the ball in zoo ball or score a flag because it's not as congested, but it's it's awesome. That's that's gotta be my favorite evening activity. Yeah, dead zone's just built for chaos. Mm-hmm. The dead zone. Unreal. My favorite was always when they had the counselors and the goals. Those were always my favorite times playing dead zone. It's so much fun because it's like, all right, well, now I have to score on my counselor just to rub it in his face after later that night. Yeah, not just that. I feel like I got to win it for him, too. Mm -hmm, for your counselor. Got a little bet going on with the other counselors, you know. Mm -hmm, and then 14, 12, dead zone. Yeah, that's all, always got to beat the, beat the other guys. Yeah. Sometimes it would be unfair when, like, they put, like, counselors – in the goals and like the teams were unfair with the counselors, like one of the goalies would suck or something. Oh yeah. Why? Who sucked in goal, Max? Probably Fixler. Yeah, didn't we have <laughs> didn't we have Fixler? Yeah, Wes. Yeah. No, I think we had Jared, right? Jared. Oh, yeah. even worse. <laughs> yeah. Judd. But, uh, it's 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 okay. It's all right. It was close, I think. I don't remember. I don't really remember that game. I know, I know when I was in, in bunk 12, we thought we were going to beat the guys above us. And then I'm pretty sure it was Fixler. Someone was in charge of evening activity and they gave everybody else in camp to the 14ers. So we couldn't beat them. But. So uh, moving on, uh, we have uh, rainy day activities. Uh, moose ball, movie, pitch, slash ping pong course. And that's it between those three. Uh, so depending on what movie it is, it's, I, I might go with the movie cause it's just chill, but pitch and ping pong, you know, it's never can go wrong with pitch and ping pong from playing pitch in the bunk. And then you go and do a tournament style and you and your buddy go. And that's awesome when you're in the, in, in the mess hall and then you get to go and play ping pong too. If there's a ping pong tournament going on, I was like that. Yeah. And if you're lucky, there might be a reward for first place. Mm -hmm. Usually there is something, something, a little, a little something here or there. Just depends if you ever get it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to gotta go to Leon for that. I feel like in years past it's gotten better recently with people getting the rewards. Yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. Ronnie didn't, didn't like uh, kids being promised a prize and then you know not receiving it. So I think she put it down and started making making everyone every counselor accountable for the uh, the pro uh, the presents they promised. Yeah, a, a big and I can shoot. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going colors. Color war. White or blue? Or color war? Blue. Gotta go blue. Gotta go blue. I guess both, but really, I think blue is better for the week. Your shirt's not gonna get as disgusting when you're wearing it every day. Uh, and then also blue's just like a tougher color. You know, it's gotta be. Gotta get. Or honestly, navy. I'll take navy. The Navy okay. Seals. The Navy Seals. That's a one and done type deal, though. 
yeah, yeah that's not happened again for a while yeah no it shouldn't you gotta you gotta wait it out a little bit uh but then obviously the anarchy lasted uh, two years ago at this point so gotta go with blue mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on a replay like video replay during color war like do you think that should be available are you talking about uh the the infamous thing last the last color war with you know charlie and noah and schnitty and all them or what i think about that um well in the future too yeah and then Just in general forward. yeah yeah no uh it's definitely a good question to ask because you know with the technology and everyone on the sideline with their phones you know they want to take snapchat of it take a video of it because it's awesome but i definitely think that it needs to be uh can't just be a free-for-all. I think replay kind of takes away from it because, you know, just a little tradition of it. That you got to go with the refs. But I think if it was, like, established and there was, like, certain ways or something, you could, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't have video for the whole thing because then you're going to be nitpicking it. Oh, his sock was pulled here, and, oh, he stepped on the line there. He's out of bounds. So I think for the, for the sake of uh, the head judges, video replay might not be the best, might not be the best thing. Well, I think for specifically like rushes, I think it could be available because that's like a certain play that's only like five players on the field. Yeah, I could see that happening if there's a way. But even even still, uh, like what if you miss the angle on it? How would you be able to, you know, are you able to challenge a play or would they wait until the play was over to call it or, you know, like that? Because there's still, especially with rushes, uh, the refs have to like make calls in the middle of the rush too. Like if someone saw it gets pulled, you have to yell their sockets out mm-hmm. and the whistle gets blown either inadvertently or on purpose, you know, it, it could cause some problems, but I think, uh, I think there's, there's some potential there for a little bit of instant replay. Mm-hmm. I mean, go to the monitor for the basketball game or something like that. Maybe like some sort of challenge system for the generals to be able to challenge or something. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how that would play out. Mm-hmm. It could only be used for like the really, really, really big games, mm-hmm. and uh, just for like at the judges' discretion, of course, too. Like it doesn't need to be used all the time. Yeah, I agree. Definitely cannot let that like take away like from the game. I I don't think stopping a game in the middle to like review a play would be beneficial. I agree with Max. I think that at the end, like a rush, maybe if you got like a camera crew out there and you could get like a Leon's drone to get an aerial view, and then someone on the tracking behind with the camera, but then it's like. You still don't know what, what could happen. And then would you be able to challenge every play or, you know, I think definitely uh, something for the head judges to uh, figure out. Well, I also think for uh, PKs in uh, soccer and Zubal, that'd be easiest. Over the line or if the goalies move. Yeah. But I just think also sometimes you got to let it be and yeah. too much nitpicking, you know, you got to let, you got to let camp go how camp goes. You know, it's been off, the, off the record but for, 90 almost 90 almost 100 years I don't know it's I I think it can only be used like in discretion and a very specific like and a very specific play to avoid some controversy but I think it also bring up other controversy yeah well as they say let the kids play exactly exactly what uh was the best color war team you ever a part of the best color war team I was ever a part of was the Blue Anarchy. Last year, 2019, um, my color war team, I thought we just worked everything perfectly, you know, from before the week started. Once the team was assembled, you know, we just worked so well together and everybody's, like, voices were heard. And then once we got the team assembled with the kids, 
everybody did the job they wanted to do. We got everybody we wanted. And, you know, I thought everything all week went exactly how we were planning it to go. And that never happens in color war. And so for that to finally happen after, you know, I don't know, I have 11 or 12 color wars. So it was finally fun to see that also in staff. Cause the year before when on the Navy SEALs, like everything went haywire. We were down, we had to climb back versus like the anarchy, I think is the only color war team that when I was on staff, we were winning after day one. I don't think I've ever been on a team as a staff member that we were winning on day one besides the anarchy. Like even on the villains, we got smacked day one and then we had to climb back and then, yeah, and then the Royals, that was a little bit, that was a little rough uh, from this jump, but we were we were doomed even before the week was started. All, all things were pointed against us. You could ask uh, uh, Leon about that and he knows, he knows what I think. Uh, but yeah, the Anarchy's got to be the best team I was a part of. Shout out to uh, Charlie Zucker for leading that team. Awesome. I will say though that going against Joko after all of his experience, both on Pink and on Color War teams, was probably the most experience someone has ever had in a very long time. Oh yeah, when Joko was a general, I mean, it was even it was kind of crazy because I was uh, I was when I was the first lieutenant. Abe and I were both in the room, and Joko was our 14 counselor. So to see that kind of how long he stayed around and then for him to get finally get the team and then us to be all the way up at the top at that point, it was definitely, you know, a little bit, of, it was definitely a big challenge to uh, overtake. He'd been waiting quite some time for that. And there's a lot of chaos that went into uh, before that week even started with teams and everything. So, I mean, I was definitely a challenge. Joko definitely knew what he was doing, but I learned a lot uh, from that experience that I brought with me the next two years. Awesome. Okay. Now we're going to ask you probably, this might be the hardest question of the night, but if you had to choose between like Abe or like Opera, who are you picking? Abe or Opera? On a color war team, I'm taking Abe. I'm taking Just in Abe. general. Just in general? Oh my God. What is this? I can't choose between them, but I mean, Joppy knows how much I love him. It was his birthday the, uh, yesterday. So shout out to Opera. Uh, I haven't seen Abe in a while. You know, he's been out at school. I've been up at school, but Opera uh, goes to school in New Hampshire too. So him and I have been able to see each other. So I, I'll just go with Opera just in the fact that I've seen him uh, seen him more recently. But Abe and I are due for a round of golf in a week or so. Honestly, I think that was a very unexpected answer. And that actually gets into our next question, which is uh, we have two nicknames that we're going to tell you. And uh, so the first one is, can you expand on the nickname Shabe for us? On Shabe? Yeah. Uh, that's, How's that uh, come to be? That's, that's all started from Leon. You know, I mean, how, how most of these jokes had started at the staff meeting when, you know, Leon or Ken or Gary, you know, stumble on a word or something like that or make a mistake and everyone, it's the funniest thing, Abe and I. Leon was talking about us and instead of saying Shay and Abe, you just combined it to Shabe and I guess it just stuck. Because uh, that year, because you know, Abe and I were in the goat together as uh, administrators, so we were kind of doing a lot of stuff together. And instead of Leon, you know, he like how he likes to make things more efficient. So instead of saying Shay and Abe, he would just refer to both of us as Shabe, and that's kind of how that ended up. All right, and uh, the next nickname is a uh, kind of one from when I was a camper and Max was a camper. You may remember it. It's uh, Captain Shay. <laughs> Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, 
that one that came uh i think is from my 12 year in battle super teams when i was not a captain for battle super teams and everybody thought it was funny that i wasn't a captain so started calling me captain shay because i wasn't the battle super teams captain but then you know it just kind of stuck because i might have taken it a little personally when i was 14 13 years old so then of course you know everyone's just gonna keep playing at that and then you know, I came back as then a desert work captain and then oh, where is what it is. Everything comes full circle and works out at the end. So I kind of like Captain Shea. I should have put that on my general shirt. Yeah, you should have. That would have been great. <laughs> Legendary. All right. Uh, the next question is kind of controversial. All right. It's a favorite admin and why? Um, other than myself as the administrator? Yes, yes. Uh, well, I mean, obviously I love, you know, I love all the administrators, even going back. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'd have to go with, uh, with Abe Watman as the administrator, you know, final year in 2019, Abe Watman was my, uh, was my favorite administrator while I was at camp. <laughs> obviously yeah. shout out to Ken and Ronnie and Leon and all those guys, they do so much, but but working so closely with Abe uh, in 2019, yeah, he's got to be the best administrator. Would you would you say that he carried you in the goat house that year? I would I would not go so far as to say that he carried me in the goat house. I would say it was more of a, a two headed snake that that rule that ran camp in 2019. We each had our uh, own little own little niches that would that would work out, but uh, it was definitely a great time living in the goat house uh, with just Abe and I. The ultimate duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I can't. Definitely the ultimate duo. Could not be stopped. <laughs> so we remembered that when we were campers, it might have been in 2014 or 2015 that you had a brother, Mason, that went to camp. How's Mason doing? well right now uh his birthday's in a couple days uh he's doing well him and i talk all the time but i haven't seen him in a while because i've been up at school i haven't coming back but yeah he's doing really well awesome yeah and uh what grade is he in now uh he's gonna be like he's gotta be a junior or a senior or something but he goes to uh he doesn't go to brookline high school he goes to uh like a boarding school i forget the name of it but um he's gonna be there for one more year and then so graduate next year uh from high school next year so Wow, he's old now. I know everyone's getting old. Oh my god! All yeah, right, he was, camp. he was at camp for I think two weeks that summer, twenty twenty sixteen, just for uh, like a week, and then for color war. And he was on, he was on the villains, so he's one and zero. Yeah, well, good for him. I'm glad. <laughs> Not like many of us. I know. <laughs> uh, all right, so now we're gonna get into Israel a little bit. Your birthright trip. Awesome. How, how did that go? Like, what, what kind of things you guys do? That was a legendary trip. Those, those 15 days in, in the Holy Land, that was a legendary trip for sure. Definitely had a lot of characters on that trip. You know, it was my 14, and then a lot of the guys from 2K13, you know, like Wes and Ryan and Scott Albert and all those boys, like Will Holtz and them, and then also my 14, like some appearances from Whitey Patties and Josh Hurst all the way down to, you know, Abe and Golov and Alon and Chaffetz and Edry and everybody. And it was awesome. We, you know, we had a great time. Our, uh, our tour guide, it wasn't the best tour guide to say the least, 
but we definitely, as Evodians, always do make the most of every situation, whether that's chanting, let's go Red Sox to the top of Mount Messiah, or, you know, rocking around with our shirt off in the middle of the day down through the, through the market, heckling the people in, in Jerusalem. So it's definitely a good time to remember. Mm -hmm. We heard that you guys uh, talked to some soldiers um, and you um, met someone, I think we got from a source that her name might've been Miri. Is, is that who, you, who you've been talking to? She's uh yeah, she's a, <laughs> who you've been talking to Kaden. You know what, like what kind of things did she do in the, in the Israeli army? You know, she kind of ran the show. She was one of the soldiers on our team, but or on our uh, on our trip, definitely, uh, definitely a nice girl. Yeah, yeah, very nice. I'm pretty sure whoever your source is talking to might be uh, a little more familiar of Jessica Lipton uh, to the main office. So that's somebody who you should talk to. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of that, like the page system was always crazy. Like campers weren't allowed to use it, but like it wasn't that hard for them to figure out how to use it. Yeah, the PA system is definitely one of the most underrated fun parts about being counselor at camp, making, uh, you know, miscellaneous announcements throughout the day, inside jokes on the PA system, back to, you know, PGD yelling at everybody to stay off the PA system. And definitely at some, some points, you know, you can overdo it, but nothing wrong with a little Jessica Lipton to the main office or Alex Frank to second base with a comb in his sock, you know everything it's 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 definitely fun but you can definitely get in trouble sometimes I remember I think it was 20 it must have been 2017 or 18 actually I think it was the Navy Seals uh one day I think we got killed like the second day and we get back to the WFO and we only thing we could think of to like lighten our spirits was just start making extraneous announcements on the PA system at the other team so we started telling West to go all over campus and and all that kind of stuff and then they came back at us and we get back on and then Leon in the middle of color war you know he's got to keep it serious he gets on the on the PA and says like the next team to make an announcement is getting a head judge's penalty and then I'm pretty sure because in the in the lounge you can't hear the PA system Ben Edry, immediately after this PA goes off, he gets right on the PA system and makes some absurd announcement about us going somewhere to the bottom of the lake or something like that, like immediately after Leon said that. I don't know if Leon enforced that head judge penalty or not, though. I'm not sure. I think I remember this. I think uh, <laughs> everyone was laughing, and it was <laughs> it was just a war, all-out war. <laughs> I know, and that's kind of the funniest thing. It's like after the whole day, I hope that, like, our kids, like the campers here, hear us on the PA in good spirits. And that, I you know, kind of lifted their morale and brought us back. It must have, because from there, it was pretty much all up from there. Yeah, it was a good time. It was funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So speaking of women, like now we're going to talk about socials. Like, what would you do to prepare for socials? When I was a camper? Yeah. Spray all the Axe body spray in the bunk. You know, make sure you're smelling nice. Put on a pair of khakis and, and maybe your favorite shirt. Definitely not an Avoda shirt, though. Can't be giving those away. But I don't know. You should be talking all night about all the girls you're going to see and how much all the dancing you're going to do. And then, you know, you usually get to the social and everybody's standing far away from each other for the first half an hour or something. But the socials at Avoda were definitely the best socials that I've been a part of, especially when you get older and bunk 12, bunk 14. And you start running the socials a little bit more and, and, and getting after a little bit more. You're not so young. 
always yeah. a good time to see the. You're girl. a lot more comfortable because you're at camp. You, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, also, like yeah. helps on advantage a little bit. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. And you and you've seen the same girls for a couple of years now, so maybe you you know a couple names here or there. A couple of girls know who you guys are, and then you know the music yeah, turns on. The the little kids go to bed, and the social starts, and and it's a great time. Always the two or three times a year, you get to see the girls. The little kids don't usually go to bed, though. Yeah, I remember. I remember Kate and you specifically when I was in bunk twelve or fourteen, always somehow sneaking into the rec hall and uh, causing causing mayhem. If I specifically remember, I wasn't alone. I had some help <laughs> for sure. I mean, like I couldn't get in on my own, you know. I was a little Sneak, kid, you know. Sneaking through the side door when the counter. I don't know. They guarded pretty tight. They usually had, you know, people locking down the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely got you in there a couple times, Kate, and I remember that. <laughs> All right, good. Didn't want to point games or anything, but uh, yeah, it was definitely you. Yeah, for maybe a couple minutes until you were running around. A little four feet tall until they found you out and kicked you out again. I remember getting uh, dancing with a girl. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, it's my little brother, Caden. He just got here. He really thinks you're pretty. He wants Always to dance. First. Yeah, it was nice. Always good. <laughs> when I was in bunk two, Tricky brought me to the social, and I was there for, like, the whole time. And he, like, taught me how to dance with the girl. He's like, yo, so you put your hands out on their waist. It was, like, <laughs> straight arms. He's like, yo, like, I'm finding, like, the shortest, youngest girl here, and you're dancing with her. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember I was I must have been like in bunk one or something and Dan Shanna brought me into a social and I was running around there and then I got got kicked out pretty quickly back then. But I remember thinking it was like the craziest thing ever. You know, when you're mm-hmm. running around at like eight years old. Well back yeah. then like the counselors would like party too in there, I feel like. Yeah, I mean definitely sometimes with the uh other Pembroke counselors, some Mavota counselors can, you know have a good time if, if the Pembroke counselors are, you know, a little bit relaxed and, and not too worried about their girls. And sometimes, you know, if you know one or, one or two of them, you can, have, you can have a good time too as a counselor. But I don't remember going to too many as a counselor. I was always, uh, I don't know, I found myself elsewhere than the social usually. Uh, the, the social at Avoda specifically usually gets really hot in the rec hall. So you got to take a breather every now and then. Yeah, you got to walk outside, get some water. And then usually they are with ice pops at the end. And then yeah, every nice. single girl asking you for an Avoda shirt after. And, oh, I, oh, they're all in the wash. Oh, I don't have any. Yeah, whatever excuse you can do. And then, oh, of oh, course, you're going to have to wear a couple over the years. But sometimes I would actually be like, like I remember one time I wore an Avoda shirt, and that was a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Because I walked out of there shirtless, right off your back, I was freezing on the bus. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. No, but I definitely remember vice versa being at Pembroke, trying to get any sort of memorabilia that you could get. Pembroke shirt, uh, some other things too. Anything you anything. can get, anything to get to show that you had a good time at the social. Yeah, or just uh, even you know you were at Pembroke. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a little kiss on the cheek here, here, or there, in front of the counselor to get the bunk food or something like that. Yeah, you guys oh, yeah. McDonald's later that night. Yeah, maybe a couple phone numbers too. Yeah, send a letter back and forth, back and forth over the summer. I remember, I remember we did that maybe once or twice. So. Yeah, I remember doing that, and we would all crowd around them, like see what they're writing and stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, see they read it out loud to the bunk. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think uh, specifically Nate. Uh, he had a friend over there. Her name was Maya Waldor. 
and um they would always write back and forth send letters and it was yeah. hilarious yo i have my waldo's letters right here actually uh, you got them on deck max <laughs> yeah I can, I can i can i can read out loud actually you gonna expose nate or yourself? no this is no she wrote letters to me too oh oh okay oh <laughs> um nate goes to Israel and that happens here i'll read it well nate was talking to her when we were in like bunk two i was talking to her in like 6a 6b <laughs> but it says hey max i just got your letter pembroke mail is really slow i had a lot of fun at the social with you my electives are sports <laughs> training running athletics and arts and crafts can't wait to see you again miss you love my Waldor. gotta love that oh, oh, that was real nice that's a great letter max gotta love that the summer camp Boda and camp pembroke romances those are always fun yeah I always keep my memorabilia from camp too. Those are always so, so uh, like I always go through them and I get so nostalgic and it's just always like something that I like to go to. Like I don't do it often, but rarely. And it's real nice. Every now and then. Yeah. Going through an old devotee and seeing some old pictures, some color war songs, always a good time. Bring back some good memories. All right. So moving on, we have, uh, I'm going to lift off, list off some dot dots. Max and I went through the Avodians and we pulled some and we would just like you to explain what some of them are. Uh, <laughs> some of my dot dots, I, uh, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, one is Sklar being short. Do you remember that one at all? Sklar being short. I don't, I don't remember that one. Jared Sklar being short? I believe so, yes. I, don't know. I think there's, there's, there's one there that's like reminds me of uh, Sklard for life which was something that came when we were like way younger. Scar was doing some, some questionable things. And then, you know, we got scarred for life, but it was uh Sklar, So that's the one I remember, but I don't know the Sklar short one. All right. So maybe some of these you won't remember, but uh, the next one's DB. Oh, David but like, Benjamin. But like DB. DB. Oh, that's a classic right there. Come on. You guys, do you guys remember David Benjamin? Of course. Yes. I loved him. Me and him were brothers. He's a legend. He, he has his own rule, the David Benjamin rule in Desert War. You guys remember that? He was, uh, it must have been my 12 or 14 year. And you guys know how there's like shadows and your job is to every time someone crossed the line, you don't leave them alone. You're right on their hip. David mm-hmm. Benjamin was shadowing the opposing general, Jake Dennis. So every time he'd come across, David Benjamin would be right in his hip, talking his ear off the whole time, getting in his head. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. And so that's a David Benjamin rule. You can't do that anymore in Desert War. But yeah, DB, he's definitely screaming. He was the perfect guy for it, but I think it's not fair for a camper to do that to a counselor because the counselor can't really say anything back to them. They just have to take it. Yeah, also it's, it's yeah, the kids got to go. Play. I mean, that definitely is a fun, and I'm, I, I, I'm sure that uh, David definitely enjoyed that role for the team. It was definitely a funny one. But, you know, the kids should be out there shadowing somebody else. They don't need to, they don't need to worry about the other staff members. I do think that it could have had an effect on the game, though. Yeah, it definitely rattled Jake a little bit, you know, definitely for sure. He's, he's definitely not happy with David Benjamin talking his ear off the whole time. You know, every time he's trying to talk to talk to a player or talk to another staff member, David Benjamin's right there asking about what he's doing later, asking about, oh, how's, how's this, how's that? And that, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, he must, he must have been good at it since there's a whole rule now because of him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. So the next one is Nigel. Oh, Nigel. Nigel. That's um, Caleb uh, Casa. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't, I don't know. He, he didn't come back after 14 year bad, but he, his nickname was just Nigel because he looked like his name would be Nigel and that he'd be like running through the forest with a backpack on in the middle of the, in the middle of nowhere. Like, and that his name would be Nigel from Australia. And someone said that one day and it just absolutely stuck. So his like, name is Nigel. Like leading a safari. Yep. That's exactly what it was. He just looked like he was going to be in a safari. So Nigel is just the perfect name for that. That's dope. So <laughs> the last one. All right. Level. It was level. Level? Yeah. Do you remember it at all? I didn't think that you would. Level. I don't know what all these are. These are these are some tough ones. You know, I wasn't in bunk twelve I was in bunk twelve in twenty thirteen. So that's like eight years ago. That's that's a long time to remember Those all these. Are the ones in for your fourteen, but we couldn't find it. For 2K14. Really? We didn't have any dot dots that year? We couldn't find it, no. Mm. I definitely had some funny dot dots as a counselor, though, in my in my counselor section. I give everybody a shout out there. Mm-hmm. But going off of looking at the Evodian, for the your 14 year, we did look at the 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're supposed to be Captain America. How does it feel that Black Falcon already took that from you? <laughs> Uh, I mean, that was kind of a play on the thing we talked earlier about the Captain Shea. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't really have much else on me back then. So they just came up with the, the Captain America, which was kind of fitting at the time. But, yeah, that's just, that's just the play on the Captain Shea thing. You think you got any chance at it in the future? I don't know. I, I could try my hand at acting with a nice shield. I could definitely be Captain America. Come and save the day. <laughs> All right, uh, so moving on. Uh, what is the most underrated aspect about camp? The most underrated aspect about camp? Um, I would say when you're just sitting out at camp and nothing's going on and you're just sitting there shooting conversation with your buddy, looking out in the field or looking out at the lake, that is the most underrated part of camp is the downtime in between activities. I mean, I love being outside in the field playing sports all day, but – you know, sitting in the bunk late night before you got to go to bed and just doing whatever, whatever you can do, rafter ball, play pitch or whatever. That is definitely the most underrated part of camp because that's where you really, you know, bond with your bunk mates. And that's where the real friendships are formed that, you know, I still have today from 15 years ago that, you know, I'll cherish forever. And it's, it's all happens from like the downtime in between stuff. And, you know, sometimes you can get into some things you're not supposed to do when there's a little downtime in between periods, but those were definitely some of the greatest times that, you know, you don't really think about when you think about all the stuff that happens at camp that those moments kind of go under the radar, but I think those are really important. And that's definitely the most underrated part. For sure. I also think that the evening activity bunk night, like that's one of the best nights of the year. Like I think we do it twice a a season yeah. bunk night's awesome it's it's kind of like a play on the downtime I think it's like instead of going to activity and then just having that bunk time later you know you're dedicating the whole evening to it so you know you go play flag rush on the beach against your counselors or you go have a fire with some marshmallows or <clears throat> any sort of tournament you want any sort of competitive thing or maybe you're just hanging out and 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 roasting marshmallows or something at the back nine next to Leon's cabin but I always remember playing like flag rush on the beach mm-hmm. Get spark a little competition. It's nice. Mm-hmm. That's the best part too. Everyone's so competitive and just wants to win, but at the same time, just having a great time. I always preferred just um, like 
when the bunk nights when we would just relax, you know, sit by a campfire, maybe after like boobing in the in the lake a little bit, making yeah, some s'mores. Sure. Those were always my favorite nights. I remember one time, I think we had like, we had a little grill in the back of 14 or something. And we were just all grilling up burgers and hot dogs and just hanging out back there. And that was just awesome. Sometimes it's nice to get away from all the sports all day and just be able to hang out and cook and just chill with all the, with all the boys. For sure. Also to clarify for those people that don't know what boobing is, it's when you're like, you get life jackets, like your whole bunk and the counselors just drop you off in the middle of the lake and you just float for like an hour or two. <laughs> That's yeah best. you and your bunk mates just like are in a big clump in the middle of the lake and it's so much fun like there's always so much chaos you guys start splashing each other playing some games and yeah and the counselor whips by you and gets the waves going and then everyone's underneath yeah that's awesome yeah maybe do a little bit of some donuts some donuts get the waves going mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so going off of bunk nights which were some of my favorite memories what was your favorite memory at camp obviously this is a super hard question you definitely have more than one but if you had to pick one I mean I have like a million like amazing memories from camp going back to like camper and everything but I would say one of the best memories I have and like the greatest feelings that I had was uh after when I was a counselor like way after even when I was a camper I mean aside from like you know winning winning colors as a camper is awesome winning close ones and so like that having big moments whether you hit like a game winning shot or a penalty shot or something or a winning rush. But I would say when I was on the Navy SEALs um, and we, it came down to the to song fest, the, the score was like 20 points difference. So whoever won song fest by the minimum was going to win. And we went into it. And usually the staff has a good idea about who won uh, once they're doing the reveal after song fest. But when I tell you, we had no idea what was going to happen. We had no idea who won at all. And then when we found out that we won, that was like such an amazing feeling knowing that we were down like 350 plus points and everybody worked their tail off as hard as they could from the top all the way to the bottom. And that we were able to climb back and then literally the suspense, you know, when they revealed it, that was the first time that anybody knew we didn't know at all. Uh, unlike on the anarchy when we did know, but on, on the seals, that was, um, that was crazy. And that just that moment right there when the blue, when it went off, it was just, that was crazy. I honestly don't even remember how they decided it. I think it was like some sort of like explosion. They were like exploding something. I don't even remember, but I wasn't even looking. I was just waiting to see who was running to the lake. Me and the lawn were like arm in arm looking the other direction because we couldn't bear to look. And then I saw everybody in the in our shirts running to the lake. And I knew that was just like that feeling right there. I'll never forget it. Amazing. But also, uh, you know, winning, uh, I think I, in dead zone, my 14 year, it was then in penalty rushes. And I, uh, I took the penalty rush, juke Gabe Watman out, got by Jay Blumenfeld and scored the winning thing, ran right to second base. And then, you know, the whole team runs over to you. You're standing in the middle with the flag. And I was just like going crazy and everyone's screaming and chanting, we're number one. That feeling right there as a camper was probably like my favorite moment as a camper, aside from winning the Avoda tournament. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah, that's an amazing memory. Uh, Do you have any advice for a first year camper or and actually advice for JCs as well? Yeah, for a first year camper, um, just try and do as many things as possible. Try and talk to everybody, try and become friends with everybody as possible. And and don't let, you know, things that 
uh, might bother you. You don't want them bother you for too long. And that goes for every camper too, because obviously at camp, you know, you're going to have some great days and then you're going to have some bad days, but it's important to remember that a bad day at Camp Avoda is better than a good day, not at Camp Avoda. So that's always something that, you know, it took me a couple of years to figure out, but if I had some advice to a first year camper or to like just any camper at all, that would, that would definitely be it. Just enjoy it as much as you can talk to everybody and do as many things as possible and just enjoy it. And then if you're a JC, um, I would definitely say you're in for a great time this summer. Being a JC on staff is some of the best memories that I have, you know, being a younger with the, with the guys that were counselors that when you were campers, you looked up to, and now you're a counselor with them, not quite on the same level yet, but you know, you're finally a counselor. So definitely enjoy it, but, you know, try and find where you fit into on staff, you know, try and find your role, whether that's on the waterfront in athletics or, you know, running good periods and just being accountable and being a good counselor for, for your kids, I think that's the most important thing is just try and like be a good role model and then try and find your role throughout camp because, you know, your role is going to change. So find it, find you what your role is June as a junior counselor. And that'll just continue to grow if you come back and, and then you'll be able to, you know, capitalize on what you did as a, as a JC and, and build from that. And also if you're trying to get into color war, being a good counselor is always the way to go more so than, you know, how the politics go those only go so far. If you're not a good counselor, then you're not going to get into color war. So you got to be good to your kids. You got to be running good periods and you got to be a good presence around camp. So that's what I'd say for JCs. And then also for you guys, as you guys are getting older and starting to run stuff. Yeah. I feel like especially in the years past, like the last four or five years, they've definitely made an emphasis on being a good counselor is the best way for you to get a team. Less yep. if your brother or your dad was on a team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously some, some things like can help, you know, if you're really good friends with someone who's going to be high up in it, that can definitely help. But more so than that, you know, you've seen kids that aren't great friends with people that are just good counselors and know what they're doing and the kids respect them and the other counselors respect them. And then that is what really gets you in. Like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't super close with uh, David back um my last year or any year before that, but you know, he's a great guy and the kids respect him and he knows what he's talking about. And uh, Will Coop said, put some good word in for him. And, and I saw what he'd been doing. And he really wanted to be in. And, and so he got in on my team uh, back in then, but that's just because he was doing what he got to do, found his role and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think that goes for, you know, everybody that that's trying to be in or trying to be, even if you're not in trying to be a good counselor or be a good ref, because you got to get some respect in order to be a good ref and you got to have some conviction and, and that stuff, uh, you know, just being, being strong with what you believe and find your role. You know, I don't want to be too sentimental, but yeah, that's what it's all about. For sure. Okay. So now we're heading to the end of our podcast. We're going to go with a birthday speech so you can start. Uh, so I haven't given one since being away from camp. So I'll just pretend that I uh, never left. So uh, I was at camp for 13 years. Hey, I like it very much. Hey. Bunk 14. Hey. 2014, Bunk 14. Hey. Uh, we got White Chiefs, obviously. Hey. Uh, the White Villains. Hey. Um, the Great White Sharks. Come on, Great White Sharks. You got to do that. Uh, hey. The, the Blue Business. That was my other team. Hey. Uh, the Bucket. Hey. Uh, Scott got kicked off birthright. 
Hey. <laughs> Jessica lipped into the main office. Hey. Uh, administration, junior administration. Hey. <laughs> and everybody else is number one. Hey. hey. Awesome. <laughs> what? Awesome speech. Thank you for doing this with us, Shay. This was great catching up with you and getting some valuable responses from you that we can put up on our podcast. Absolutely, boys. It's a pleasure. I know we had some had some uh, conflicting schedules to get this done, but I'm I'm happy we able we were able to get this done. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that we got this done. This was a this was a great time, and I'm um, thank you again for being here. It was awesome. Yeah, you guys are gonna kill it this summer. I hope uh, I hope there's some way for me to visit because I missed that place going back there. You know, I visited once last summer when when nothing was going on. I uh, just pulled up to camp and hung out for a couple hours, but. I'd love to go back just during a regular day and see everything in motion and see all you guys and see everybody that you haven't seen in, in what feels like forever at this point. So maybe, maybe I can talk to, you know, pull some strings and see what I can do to make an appearance this summer. I mean, who knows, maybe you could uh, try to do something for like a weekend or like a week or something. Get yeah, an excuse to go to camp. Yeah. I'd, I'd be down for whatever I could do to, to, to show my, to show my face around around the around the halls of 23 Gibbs Road. Yeah. Take it easy.